This episode is brought to you by Zeratech Software Development. Are you a company whose commitment to excellence demands effective software tools? Let the team at Zeratech Software Development help build or enhance your technological systems with mobile, web, and backend solutions. You can find them at zeratech.com. That's X-E-R-A-T-E-C.com. Hey guys. Today on the podcast, I sat down and chatted with Jared Steiner. Jared is super passionate about pool. He takes it to a crazy level of technicality with his play, research, something he thinks about quite a bit. So this is the epitome of what I'm here for, uh, just to learn what makes somebody that excited about it and hear his story of what where he takes it. Uh, so I really enjoyed this one. It was fun catching up with Jared and hearing about his pool world. Welcome to the Obsessed Podcast. I'm your host, Logan Herkus. In this podcast, we get to meet and hear from folks who are obsessed with a wide array of interesting endeavors. We dive into some awesome stories and look at the mindsets and the psychology of those who are obsessed. Let's go. Jared, thanks for coming in today. Thanks for having me. I should say thank you for having me. We're in your basement right now, set up. we just walked past your pool table where we've played some, but I, that's the whole world I want to get into, the pool side of things. Taking it back to the beginning, where did pool start for you? Was it a quick, easy thing right away, or how long have you been playing, or where was the beginning for you? Well, I have a addictive personality, if you will. Yeah. Uh, back in high school, we used to play at Classic Lanes all the time, the bowling alley here in Dickinson. Okay. Uh, we'd get done with school and go to Classic Lanes and play all night, and um, the, the Kramers that owned it at the time good friends and they became better friends and and uh they really took care of us and we just loved it yeah you and some high school buddies or what was it yep yep some of my good friends we'd go down there and just play all the time and it was a blast and yeah it was fun right so right now you're pretty crazy technical about the whole thing right the the angles the position of the cue versus the stick i'm going to talk very elementary i don't know what i'm talking about but anyways was that later on or was that then too? Like when you were playing in high school, were you, were you guys thinking about all this kind of stuff? No. Uh, back then, you know, you, everybody thinks they're good. Yeah. Um, I thought I was great back then. I was I was poor. Yeah. Um, you know, could use maybe a stop shot, maybe a little bit of bottom English kind of thing, back it up a couple inches, maybe think that you were cool by doing yeah. that kind of stuff. Uh, not once until I was working at Applebee's when I was 20, just had turned 21. Um person that i worked with her husband owned a bar here in town they needed a sub for a pool team that night so i said hey let's do it right so i subbed on the pool team and fell in love the first night and my best friend uh he was not old enough to be in the bars at that time so um i finished out the year with these guys um and then when he turned 21 uh we put a team together and started our our team back then yeah, that first night you joined that that sub or you subbed in, and you said you were hooked just because just because of the competitive side of it, or what? Uh, well, I always loved pool, and okay. then uh, you know I didn't really play competitively, and I'm a very competitive person. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it absolutely is great. Right. I was gonna say actually, I was thinking on the way over here that the competitive aspect of it has to be a huge component for you because right, remember when I was working at Saks, we'd compete for everything. Yep. Who was going to run to the, grab this next lockbox? Who was going to grab lunch or whatever? That's a hundred percent. it. I don't like losing anything and, yeah. uh, it's, and I kind of have an addictive personality. So if I find something I love, I just all in. Yeah. Right. Kind of like you. Yeah, for sure. Do you, uh, 
so on along those lines is pool number one like right now outside of of course the big things family faith whatever else outside of those things as far as like you personally hobby whatever else is pool it for sure times 20 probably yeah that's what i mean i knew the answer to the question but i had to make sure has it been that way even when you're in high school too or at what point did it become where this is the one was it that Uh, league things or what was it it? was more and more fun back then i mean i loved it it was my favorite thing to do back then okay but it was you know once i got in the competitive side it took off and i just um i would say since i've had children um my love for the game has probably gotten bigger okay for why is that uh not being able to go play anytime you want you know okay so you just you know now i have it in the basement so i really you know when i get my time it's you know my practice is all in yeah uh, there's a, absolutely an element for that of that for me like i talk about this the birth of this podcast was f- for my passion for mule deer hunting right where i was all in on that and like i wouldn't even think about anything else hardly right meaning uh, if there are other activities other pursuits i just didn't do it but i think that's part of having kids like if i w- if i didn't have kids or i was just single i probably would do a lot of things halfway whereas i think there's an element where even though i, I i'm super addictive so i'm going to lean towards that but i think there's an element of you having kids and being a father and having very limited time to do that kind of stuff where it's like, man, I'm going to pick my priorities and I'm going to go all in on that. You, is that kind of what you're saying? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Um, so kids up the game, but the, the, the uh, competitive side of it up the game. Do you remember like high school early on? I guess what I'm interested in a lot is like for you personally, when did things change? Like what were moments that shifted again? That was that big day of that subbing in on that league and then starting your own thing, whatever else. But like, yeah, what, I just, I, I guess I'm interested in those moments of change for you. And have you had many of those? Or, uh, had to have been within even uh, the competitive side of things too or what? Absolutely. Um, I, you know, once I started in on the league side of things, you know, we'd play the state tournaments and those are the things that I look forward to, you know, the state singles tournament here in North Dakota and the state team tournament mm-hmm. in North Dakota. And I look forward to it all year and it's it's that's kind of what really drives me is those two tournaments alone uh i do like playing other tournaments i don't play many Mm -hmm. because we have five kids and and we don't have the time for it but uh those two tournaments are really what my prime focus is during the whole year yeah but would you say that was your biggest shift is once you started the competitive league side of things that's when you really really amped it up yep 100 percent uh, but then what did that look like? Is it, is it following other people? Is it reading online? Is it just talking to people or what does the progression look like? Uh, typical? To, for a guy to go like yeah. me, who I'm average at best, uh, to below average, but I kind of know a little bit of things to you. What's that progression like? So it is, it's tough. Um, so, you know, I always wanted to play the best players. Okay. Um, so I, there's a guy here in town. He, he had won the state singles tournament. Uh, must have been 10, 12 years ago, maybe. Um, we played four nights a week, um, you know, Monday night league, Thursday night league, Friday night league, and then the weekends we'd meet up and play, and we played all the time. Yeah. And, you know, just trying to get as good as him, you know, just trying to grab and claw to be as good as you can and be the best possible player, mm-hmm. you know, that's kind of just kept me going and going and going and going and playing and playing and playing. Right. I learned a lot yeah. playing while losing money to him yeah. <laughs> for a long time. <laughs> yeah. And now we're getting closer to even for sure. Sure. Okay. Um, but it seems like, again, if I'm thinking about 
relate into the mule deer hunting things there's like some huge initial learning curves that you go through i guess even just straight with pool side of things i'm just thinking what are some of those not necessarily breaking down the huge learning curves but for you it's like you got to get to the point where okay you've gone through the huge initial learning curves uh you start learning some of this technical stuff but then there's stuff where it's like you're on the 10th degree of technical that you almost can only understand what the heck you're talking about if you've been playing for a long time is that true yes uh there yes absolutely there is trying to explain to some people how i hit some shots is yeah. almost it's hard because you use funny terms that sound okay to you but it's probably different to most people yeah but um the the aspect of just like it's hard for me to explain i guess as yeah. far as that goes but <laughs> but uh for me i've always said you know if i go through a slump you know because everybody goes you go up you go down if i go through a slump I know that that's usually coming out to be the next level, you know, and that's hmm. how you level up is going through slumps. And when you kick yourself out of that slump, I always play to that next better level. Weird. Okay. Yeah. Are you still seeing that? Like you've yep. had slumps within the last year and yep. up. Okay. hundred uh, percent. My, I was, I was playing absolutely terrible um, in beginning of January. I mean, I'm telling you like, struggle fest hmm. and i went to a buddy's house right before state singles and it clicked hmm. and i beat him 15 to 2 that wow. night and he's usually you know he's a pretty good player and so we went i went to state singles and had a really good tournament and played great the rest of the year until um ran into a little bit of slump this summer but a lot of that's also because i wasn't playing much but sure uh came out of that pretty strong Huh. I wonder if there's something to that, like that's transferable to other things. Is that normal to go through a slump and go like that? And what is that? Is that your brain working through something or what? I think so. Um, you know, it's right there and then you just kind of kick out of it and you, you know, you, you would grasp that knowledge and you put it to the test. I think I'm not okay. really sure what it is, but that's what kind of seems like. Yeah. Or I wonder too, if you're going through that slump, is it something where you're, you're, you're so focused, even like you're going to bed at night thinking, man, what do I need to fix? What do I need to do that somehow that focus is what brings you to that next level too. Could be. Yeah. It's, it's happened to me quite a few times. Huh? Okay. Uh, but so kind of a double edged thing, you enjoy the pool first, the competitive side of things is what also kicked it up for you. But do you know what, and, and this can go pretty deep, but like, why are you so competitive and what makes you very addictive on the personality side of things? Um, I don't like losing. I'm a really good loser, but I don't like it at all. Like I'll do anything I can within the rules, not to lose in anything. Yeah. I don't care what it is. Uh, just kind of how I grew up, you know, um, fought hard for everything I have, yeah. you know, as far as growing up and being, a, you know, um, but you know, that as far, yeah, it's, it's different, but as far as like the addictive side of it, no idea. But if I like something, I get into it pretty hard. Mm -hmm. I talk about that quite a bit on here because it's, I mean, that's the, the, the word obsessed almost has a negative connotation to it, right? Because you mm -hmm. can take something too far. You could play yep. pool too far and neglect your family and be out or whatever, yep. right? Um, and just thinking about, man, that's, uh, I think if you harness that in a positive light or a, a, on a worthwhile endeavor, that's awesome, right? Makes you a good sales manager, a salesperson, a father, or whatever it might be. But for sure, you could harness that towards a, pretty negative thing but i think that you don't need i think you obviously you put pool in a positive thing but i'm just saying it's uh 
yeah, you can harness it towards positive things, but also the pool side of thing is also, uh, I think it's healthy for you as a father to have that. Is it a, it's not even a break, but it's just something to be excited about. I don't yep. know. Yeah. hundred percent. Everybody needs a hobby and you gotta have something you love. I mean, uh, just something to get away from the world. Right. And you know, that's always one thing. If I'm, if I do have a rough day, I'll, I'll go downstairs and hit some balls and usually come out a little less stressed out and, you know, feeling better, but yeah, it's just a thing you can just forget about stuff for a while. Right. When you're playing pool, is that the case? You're pretty honed in on that. You're not thinking about the rest of the world. Yep. hundred percent. Okay. See, and again, that seems to be a common theme too. Like I've talked to a lot of people excited about a lot of different areas. It ends up being where that thing, they can disconnect. Right. And how powerful is that to, yeah. yeah. And I mean, who knows what's stressing you out at that given time, but being able to take a break from that is, yeah. a, is a powerful thing. It's a big deal. Yeah. yeah. Head games. Yeah. <clears throat> and again, it's, it's a loaded question to ask you, where does the, where does that personality come from? Right. Cause I, I'm the same way and we're not super unique and there's a lot of people that are that way, but not, we're not like crazy unique in it by any means. Right. But it's still, there's something there about what makes you that addictive or, or, or obsessive about anything you get into. I mean, if you ask me the same question, I don't know what I have to tell you. Like, I don't, I don't, I, I could probably speculate for a while, but where yeah. does it come from? I don't know, but it's like something within you that just oh, yeah. also that competitiveness too. Yep. Right. That's something in your heart, I think. Yeah. <laughs> right. I don't know. Uh, but so the, the, can you walk me through the progression or start through the timeline of, uh, the tournament side of things and the league side of things? I mean, you had that first day and then you had, you said you and your buddy made a yep. team then for the next year. Yep. Is it four people on a team or how does it work? Yeah. So, so, uh, league nights we play with four, um, <clears throat> the state team tournament is five guys. So we usually try to have five guys that rotate through and, you know, you, um, so everybody can play at the tournament and it gives you a night off. So you're not playing every week. Yeah. Um, but you know, I started, like I said, I started on a team. We were not good. Yeah. Um, I was, I thought I was good until you start playing some of these other guys and, you know, um, but I played a lot mm -hmm. after that. And like I said, we got together with my buddy and we had a team of buddies. Uh, actually one of the guys that I started playing with that year, still play with him to, to this day. Um, and, you know, a few of them quit playing, a few of them moved on. So it's just me and him left on, on that team that we're on right now. Mm -hmm. Um, but, um, you know, I, I went on, played, a, played on a team that probably drank a little more booze than, then really took it seriously. And that lasted a year for me. And one season I had to, I had to move on just cause I don't like to lose. And right. that, you know, was one of the things holding, holding me back. So yeah. then I jumped on another team or got together another team. We had a really good team. Um, uh, a few guys that, um, same guy that kept following, you know, he's played with me for, for 17 years, played with me on that team. Yeah. And then it was just so hard to get a fifth player. Uh, it seems like every year we'd go through a fifth player and they'd quit halfway through the year and this and that. So I actually got asked to be on another team. So I left, played me and the uh, other gentleman, left, played together. Still, like I said, he's still on my team. And I, I have now, we have a five guys that, that really get along good and we have fun. Hmm. Okay. And I've kind of, you know, the pools, the pool world in this area in North Dakota now, I don't know how it is everywhere else. Cause this is kind of all, I don't really get to travel with it, but it's kind of went to like the NBA world where everybody's trying to put the best people they possibly can. Okay. You know, they're putting there, there's teams you play that bring five guys from 
four different parts of the state <laughs> to play the tournament, the state tournament. Right. Where for me, we have five guys that get along and are having fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I, I almost left my one team that I'm on now because I wasn't having a great time. We locked up a couple new guys and we're just having a blast now. Yeah. Right. I was going to ask you that. Is it a... <clears throat> I don't know if you can answer this, but I remember you watching some guys, and I can throw a name like Shane Van Boning or something like these different guys that play. What's the what's the difference between you and them? Like, uh, uh, removing modesty aside, I mean, are you like 90% of him or 95% or are you, and obviously it's the ability to perform under pressure and all that kind of stuff, but what's the, the skill level difference? The consistency is night and day. Night okay. and day. Uh, so they have a thing, uh, world ranking called Fargo right now. Um, so. Okay. It kind of ranks you as a player if you played so many games in these tournaments and kind of you know, takes into consideration you played this guy, who's played this guy, who's played this guy, who plays this guy, and it puts it all together in big numbers and yeah. you know calculations to come out with your number. Yeah. Um, so you know you know if you played this guy for how many games, how close you're going to be with him just by looking at those numbers. Okay. Uh, and w- have you looked at that? Uh, do yep. you know where you line up or all that? I'm a 573, okay. uh, which is pretty good. I mean, you know, for I'm good for the state of North Dakota. I'm sure. good. Right. Um, you look at Shane Van Boning, he's an 820. Okay. Which is a very, yeah. very big difference there. <laughs> but he plays every day, um, and he is, you know, top two in the world right now. Yeah. Um, he's, he's from actually from South Dakota. Uh, huh. Unbelievable player, super nice guy. Met him a few times at some tournaments. Um, one of the nicest people you'll ever meet. Huh. Um, but he just the the speed you call it, they call it speed. You know how how good he is at putting a ball where it needs to be yeah. is unreal. And just the the you know for me, I can make balls pretty well. Am I perfect on my shape every time? Not like them. Yeah, pros are just you'd have to watch Mm -hmm. you know it it looks so easy when they play you know so it's like how are these guys that good but when you actually see how good they are if you actually played you realize how good they are yeah and shape meaning where you leave the cue ball for your next shot yep correct Mm -hmm. uh okay so there's a there there can be a pretty big difference there but if you guys were to play 50 games how many games are you going to win you think um I would hope I'd win at least 15 to 20. Okay. But but consistently across the board he's going to Yeah. He's going to He's going to he's going to wipe me no question. Yeah, right. And, and those are unfair questions, right? Yep. I mean, you've never played against the guy whatever. Right. I'm just trying to get a feel for where that is or what that is. And have you considered like taking it even another level up and getting super super I mean even crazier competitive with it? Uh I would like to, I can't. Okay. I, I don't have the time. Yeah. Um you know, I I, I go to the state tournaments. I play those tournaments basically is what I play. You know, when I watch, I, I watch all these stream tournaments. There's actually one right now going on up in Devil's Lake this weekend. Okay. That you can watch these guys play that, you know, that are from the state. Mm-hmm. Um, and I play pretty close to a lot of them or better or, okay. or worse, you know, very close in that range. I'm probably, you know, maybe top 50 in the state. Sure. Is kind of where I feel I'm at. Yeah. You know, um, but the difference is when you get to a tournament, they play 25 a year. I play two. Mm-hmm. So the nerves get there sure. know, a little more than I think it does for them. Yeah. Stuff like that. Right. Forrester Research interviewed 206 senior technology leaders in major organizations responsible for software development sourcing. 
63% said their software development service partners do not have a full understanding of their end customer. If you're dead serious about moving faster and getting more done, Zeratech Software Development can help you move forward with confidence. Let the team at Zeratech Software Development help solve your problems with mobile, web, and backend solutions. As they align with their clients, they use a proven method to understand the scope of the problem and help demystify the steps to make it go away. They will deliver the software solution you need, and they do it with the integrity that you'd expect from a family-owned business in the heartland of America. Schedule a call with the team at Zeratech today at zeratech.com. That's X-E-R-A-T-E-C.com. And uh, I really appreciate pool. Like someday I want to get into a hardcore. Like we've played some games here and I've learned my pool, my pool knowledge went from out of a hundred, from a one to a 30, maybe example, for example. Yeah. Uh, but no uh, world amount of pool because of you and the 35 games we've played out here. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, we were playing actually at the outfitter. I was just outfitting down in South Dakota at mm-hmm. the outfitter down there. We were playing some games and uh, felt good. I mean, it was fun to play and like actually a little bit know what you're doing and hey, what yeah. kind of spin to do here, how fast, whatever. And even yeah. like touch is a big thing, right? The whole bit. Uh, I know I could get into a hardcore. It was, again, it's one of those things with time, whatever else, but I don't know, maybe a, uh, a retirement deal or once we have a more established home, maybe I'll get one like you've got in the basement here. Oh, yeah. That'd be fun. Yep. You're uh, always welcome. Yeah. No, <laughs> appreciate it. It's fun. No, anyways, it's, it's, you can absolutely see how it's an addictive game, right? Oh, yeah. If you've got that personality, especially or whatever on the competitive side of things. Um, but I think we've played here and it's been, I mean, I won one game out of 20 or something. I mean, yep. yeah. But it's just getting that far of a, of a difference, you know, of a, of a thing away. Yep. But, uh, how, Again, I asked you, I kind of hinted at it earlier on a technical level, like there's things that you can't even explain because somebody's pool knowledge isn't there, but like it's every bit of it, right? Like you're obviously you have your own cue, right? Yep. You, you do your own thing. Oh, the stance that you have, the, uh, the way you hold it, the way you do this, the spin, this, that, I mean, it's every single little aspect of it. Yep. It's kind of like golf. Uh, you know, you could have one thing out of place that can really set you mess you up a little bit and set you off yeah you know um same thing with pool if you didn't you know if you're not the big thing is what dominant eye are you mm-hmm. you know if you're not lining up over the stick on the dominant eye or you know just a little bit off and that can throw off your shot making um if you're not coming through following through on your stroke um you might miss shots or put wrong english or too much english too little english and you know, a lot of it is consistency. Yeah. Um, where that is the last probably three, four years, my consistency has gotten really, really good. Yeah. Um, I don't have really bad days. Mm-hmm. Just pretty, pretty average to good. Yeah. Uh, and this might be a dumb question, but I'm not familiar at all, hardly. But it, golf, you mentioned that, right? You got all this etiquette that you can only learn through probably making mistakes and somebody telling you, Hey man, watch out for this. What's the same thing in pool? Like if you go to a pool tournament, what's some things that you should not do? Otherwise people are going to get angry at you. Is there, is uh, there things oh, that you're you saying like etiquette? Yeah. Like I don't um, know pool etiquette at all. Hardly. Yeah. So, um, if somebody's lined up for the shot, like walking in front of their, you know, by the table in front of that shot, okay. some people get really mad about it. Yeah. I'm the same way in golf as far as I am in pool. It's it's tough to set me off. I'm, yeah. I'm locked in. Um, you can talk. You can play music. You know, walk around. You know, walk up to my table and grab the chalk. Like if I'm if it's my turn to the table, you're not supposed to come up to the table. Yeah. Um, me, come up, grab the chalk. I don't care. Right. Like it's not going to affect me. Yeah. I don't get 
too worried about that but some people they get real mad and same with golf mm -hmm. if you you know somebody's if you're talking to somebody's backswing they'll lose their mind oh yeah um me it doesn't bother me no unless problem, somebody's man. like purposely trying to mess with you i guess but yeah um it's tough to set me off on the etiquette side but there's a lot of little things some people even setting the chalk upside down on the table drives them nuts okay me doesn't bother me one bit but yeah what would chalk upside down do i don't uh, it gets more chalk on the table okay and it makes it dirtier sure stuff like that but there's just little things that i mean even you know i read a lot of pool forums that um people get so mad about little things that they'll put on facebook and uh az billiards would be the billiard forum that mm -hmm. they'd come on and ask you your thoughts about why they get so mad on something and hmm. i'm always the guy over here like really that set you off mm -hmm. like you know you can't let that stuff i've to me i've used to gamble in everything you know right. for not not huge money but you know five bucks you know disc golf played all the time and people would try and find your weaknesses yeah and get in your head you know so i completely shut it off like can't even really it'd be tough to get in my head yeah yeah um so that's the those are a few of the examples like i said on the pool etiquette side i yep. wasn't aware of aware of it at all uh but that friend that you mentioned can you say his name i'm curious if i know well, that, that i played on my team yeah. grant hudson grant hudson yep. okay and you've been playing with him through 17 some odd yep. years i'm almost 40 so um been playing since i was 21 so okay it's been 19 almost i guess but okay is it something where uh you've seen i'm just curious if you got people on your level like locally are the people that are i mean i guess there was yep. a guy that you i'm not saying at all on your level as far as ability i'm saying as far as like this is what i think about all the time uh are there people that are as excited as you have you found mm. people on the similar level similar wavelength i don't know if there is around here yeah. um you know there's people that are as good as me but i would say not quite as in depth as me yeah um you know uh, i definitely i buy and sell cues all the time you know um play you know all the time look forward to playing i'm on all these facebook things and yeah just kind of a cheesy nugget but i'll tell you there's not a lot of people that are into it as me like i watch the moscone cup every year which would be if you've heard of the Ryder cup in golf usa and europe play each other this would be the same thing in pool usa versus europe yeah you know uh, i watch most of the pro tournaments that are the the majors mm -hmm. you know? uh yeah I, I get into it a little bit but. yeah i was thinking on the way over here or recently like when i walked into sax and started working with you guys i think i was 21 and you were 31 if i remember correctly uh shoot that's seven or eight years ago nine mm -hmm. years ago something like that mm -hmm. either way i'm 29 now so i'm two years away from being the age that you were when i first walked in there it's crazy yeah. how time flies oh my goodness yeah <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were such a young pup. Yeah. So, anyways, I think that's I think that's our gap, right? Is that are you thirty nine? Yep. Yeah, that's a, okay. forty in April. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, yeah, <laughs> nothing other than that. Time flies and things change. You know? Yeah, that's for sure. You have three kids now, and yeah, I have five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was fun. I enjoyed the heck out of it. Working yeah. there, working with you guys. Like you said, we compete for everything. So every once in a while, a video will come up where we play rock, paper, scissors for uh, sodas or whatever it was, you know? <laughs> yep. Flipping <laughs> coins. Yeah. Rolling dice. Yeah. 654. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. And anyways, uh, for pool for you, though, I, I guess I was curious, just a little divergence there, but uh, curious if you have anybody else in your wavelength, but have you seen people 
get into it. And even if they're not on the same level as you, I guess I'm just curious about what you're like watching other people. Do you see anybody else get hooked the way uh, yep. you've gotten hooked? Yep. So, um, the, probably the best player in our town, Jesse Splickle is his name. Okay. He has a younger brother who's 26 now. Um, okay. He plays on my team. Um, he is new, new to it. Um, newer to it. I think this would be his fourth season. Okay. Right? And we picked him up last year. Um, and that's young. I mean, four, four years to be in our level of, you know, in our league, you know, it's a and B and mm-hmm. the a league is tough because everybody's really good, but he's right there. I mean, he's got a really high ceiling. Hmm. He's going to be good. Yeah. Um, he already plays good. Right. Uh, but he, once he gets his consistency and all this, like he's, he's got a high ceiling. Yeah, man. I just, I don't know. There's something about it. I just want to know where that comes from. I can't put a finger on it, but for you, like, why do you go that intense? And again, you're on these forums, you're doing this, yeah. you're researching this. Yeah. What does that come from? Or why is that? You get something stuck in your head and you just like, kind of like, well, you know, especially like buying cues. Like I buy them and sell them. And I just sold one the other day, you yeah. know, that it was a spendy cue sold it. And now I'm like, well, I should probably buy another one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, this, <laughs> I, uh, I have my shooter, my main shooter that I play with and, but I'm like, I probably need another one, Be, but do I need another one? <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, and is there, it feels like there can't be, but like, I guess apparently you've made it that way, but is there an endless, endless rabbit hole of like things to buy for pool or no? Uh, no, I don't, I have everything that I pretty much would want. It's okay. nothing crazy. Um, there's some sticks that I would like to have, but just cause I, I think it's more art for me. Sure. You know, uh, just good looking stuff that I just think are cool and yeah. I like trying different ones cause they all hit different. Right. Right. Um, but again, as far as a, uh, a next level for you, do you have a next level? You said that you enjoy the state, you do like doing this and you kind of enjoy where you're at, but what's, what's your progression? I would like to play the national tournament, the team tournament. Uh, I like team tournaments more than singles. Really? Um, I like the camaraderie more okay. than singles. I'm not a, the single side's fun. Uh, I love team. I like the high five and you know, this and that, if you win a singles match, you know, you just kind of celebrate yourself. I guess I sure. just like, you know, uh, doing it with buddies, you yeah. know? Um, so yeah, I'd like to do the, the national one, um, that's down in Vegas okay. one time it's pro it's tough because it's a, it's a five day tournament. So it's basically a week, mm. you know, and to, to use your personal time away from your family for a week, instead of taking them on a nice vacation, you know, it's kind of tough, but mm-hmm. one year I, I'm going to, I plan on doing it. Yeah. Is it something where you're going to try to time, like have your, your own personal team be at the peak of their game or something like that? Like give, again, you mentioned Jesse Splickle's younger brother, give him a few years to get to that really high level. Yeah. I'd play with other people too. Even I, I mean, as long as they're fun, but yeah, I would, I would love to go down with my team. That'd be a blast. Um, but I mean, he's, he'll, he's there. He's, he's good enough to play at a good level. You know, as far as that tournament, we could, we could go down and still have fun and and compete. That's the thing about our team is, is we like to have fun and and we all play pretty solid. Yeah. The, so will you do that? I mean, you'd like to, but do you think you will? I will. Yep. Yep. I'm hoping in the next, within the next five years for sure. Okay. Um, And then do it like maybe as a tradition every few years. Sure. Yeah the because it just seems like uh from the outside looking in it's like man you love it that much you got to just keep pushing that envelope and that that's not always the answer but it sometimes feels like the answer is just go harder go harder go harder go harder but i mean obviously you got to prioritize between family and work and all that other stuff right uh do you see and we can remove any of this portion but do you see any of your uh, some of your kids play pool quite a bit right yep 
and they, they you can see a pretty good progression on that as far as oh, their yeah, skill they, level. They play well. Yeah, for their age, it's yeah. fun to watch. Is there like uh, junior tournaments or something or yeah. leagues or something in there? Yeah. Yeah. Last year they, uh, I signed them up for one in Bismarck. Uh, there was eight kids there. Okay. Um, they took second and third. Um, you know, Elam was seven, Corbin was nine at the time. Okay. Um, they lost to an eleven-year-old. Um, both of them lost Hill Hill to him. Um, sure. They had to play each other for second and third losers third second you know the winner goes on to play the guy it's a double elimination so sure had to play the the guy in the hill twice so um corbin ended up beating elam my 10 year old or nine year old now or 10 year old now nine year old then beat mm. my seven year old um and they took second and third in that term which was pretty fun to watch because mm. they were the youngest kids there mm -hmm. um now elam has corbin likes to play but doesn't play okay uh elam plays all the time he's really his he plays a lot yeah um, and he plays pretty well hmm. and corbin plays really good for not playing much but elam kind of is, is honed it in a little bit and right. he plays pretty well yeah i guess i was just curious if you can see some of those similar traits my kids are four two and six months so uh you they for sure have their own personality but as far as is are any of them going to be crazy obsessive about anything i, I don't know um, you know yeah uh you know corbin he's really really into hunting yeah um, he watches hunting shows non-stop he <laughs> wants to that's all you know it's on his mind all the time yeah um they both play sports um they both are they uh, i wouldn't say they're super obsessed yet corbin's pretty obsessed with hunting elam yeah. just loves playing anything competitive yeah um it's just crazy how young kids get better so fast they're like sponges yeah. as far as information and learning i mean if you want to learn to play something if you start early you're going to be get good so fast because oh, yeah. of the how you drink it in right for sure no and, and I, I don't think even like i talk about myself being i have an addictive or obsessive personality i i think i got excited about things then but i, I definitely didn't like hone in on one thing by any yeah. means you know at a young age i think it was eight, later and again maybe like we talked about having more of a time restricted availability with family and kids whatever else that's when you really start to hone in yep but did you like pool is it but you were you were pretty hardcore into it pre-family though too, right? Yep. I played all the time. Yeah. Because I'm just thinking about the timelines here and what that has what that has been like for you. I'd say I like to play back then. I re Like I love to play. Now okay. I want to win, okay. um, if that makes sense. Uh, my look at it's changed a little bit. You know, I could go and play tournaments if I wanted back then and I played a lot more. Yeah. Now I don't have the time to, so I practice a lot for when I am able to and I basically went to i want to win yeah um so but are you saying like you really want to win because you've had a limited limited amount of time to do it or is there almost an element where you like winning more than you like pool is that no uh, yeah i mean i i like to win okay. uh and and back then it was more you know it was more uh just to go out and play right yeah. and i like playing and obviously you want to win still but now it's kind of you know competitive side of me has really like notched up now that i don't have the time to do it so yeah. it's like that's you know so i play as much as i can to be the best i can where right. i used to just play to play now i play to get better okay and is there ever a uh like a, a, a thing within your world as far as like coaching like is there like college teams or high school teams or something like that is pool a sport that there's a, a coach involved um, not i mean you don't really have i mean 
there's not really like that people have like billiard universities and stuff okay i wouldn't ever get into something like that um i coach my kids on a lot of things i i i really work with my kids on if they're playing with me i work on them work with them on you know learning little things here hmm. and there okay so but there's not like a formal like a, a high school team or a college team for pool nope, or anything nope. like that. There, there's a billiard university that you go to to that you could go get better okay. um I don't even know how long that program would be. That'd be for juniors and stuff, and yeah, but uh, not really like as far as a high school team or anything. Okay, and you you don't have an interest in that just because logistically, like it's not in this area or something like that. Yeah, how come you pretty don't? much. Okay. Um, the the big thing is you know pool is it's kind of it's went downhill quite a bit. You know everybody's into technologies now, video games, and you know darts to, darts has taken over in a lot of ways in our hmm. area because of the you can play darts against anybody around with the dartboards now you can there's a video camera on them you can watch you know play against somebody 300 miles away right okay uh so uh, pool is going downhill like as a sport it's losing popularity it's, i think it's getting bigger now but it fell pretty hard a few years back okay but it is getting slowly getting bigger yeah. i think they're they're moving the right direction in some things um a new company called matchroom um they put together a lot of tournaments and do a lot of good things for the sport and it's really um picking up okay uh, it's really helped the audience and stuff like that huh okay yeah that's uh i wouldn't have guessed that i mean i have no idea which which way or which direction yeah. it goes right so the other thing i was going to ask you about was sales right like mm -hmm. we worked together for four or five years or yep. four years three and a half years either way for quite a while at yep. sax motors there uh do you mind if we go down that path? I'm curious how you got into that and then what that's meant for you. So how did you get start working in sales? Uh, you know, I would, was working at Applebee's years ago, you know, did some serving, this and that. And uh, like I said, Jesse Spickle was a guy I played pool with all the time. Um, and actually my other buddy, Chase Gunwell, who is a guy I told, like, I didn't mention his name earlier, but that's who we started a team together when we were early mm -hmm. in pool. He's my best friend. They both worked there. Um, they offered me a job. I accepted at Pacific Sound and Video. Yeah. Uh, so I sold audio video equipment um, right after left Applebee's for that and worked there about six, seven years okay. selling that. And, um, you know, the audio video sales was good, but the, the money wasn't great uh, okay. at that time. So it was also dealing blackjack a couple nights a week. Um, so, you know, I met my wife or back then we were fiancés you know we just gotten engaged and i wanted to work one job so i actually put my two weeks in there um or you know the audio video side of things um was going to go to the oil field okay it's big up here right a uh, good family friend that runs uh the uh, rustabout company i, I kind of accepted a job through them and didn't tell anybody that put in my two weeks and the next day uh, i went to pool league and two of the guys that work at Saks and I play with one of them now, Scott Ross, who's my, my boss. He, they, they offered me a job. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I was like, well, I got to think about this. I just accepted this job. And, and, uh, so I went and talked to my wife and her fiance then, and she's like, well, for having a family, you know, this would be a little better. You're in town, you know, a little more flexible, this, that. And, and I made that decision to, to stick with the car sales and it was the best decision I made so far. Okay. Uh, because I'm curious about, I enjoy sales, right? There's a reason I went to work at Saks. I want to get better at working with people. I've been engaged now doing real estate, whatever else. I think it's a really, really valuable skill. Uh, 
just being able to communicate, right? Yep. Uh, and I, but I think you as a person, you grow so much through going through that, going through being a salesperson, selling yeah. audio video, being scared through doing that and overcoming that, whatever else. But I'm curious what that's been for you, like getting into Pacific Sound and getting into SACS and doing the sales and working with people, whatever. Has that changed you? What has that meant for you? Yeah, uh, the sales side is nice because I'm a competitive person. Okay. You know? So I always you know you want to sell as many as you can and you you fight for it you know right. and uh you know for me it's more of a relationship thing I, I got to meet a lot of people selling vehicles and who have became really really good friends right um, more than anything and now i'm sales manager so i don't sell as much which sure. i don't get to meet as many people you know yeah. so that's fallen off a little bit but um it's it's a fun ride i love it mm -hmm. but those 10 12 15 years that you did it uh, did you see your confidence as a person continue to grow? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yep, I'll talk to anybody now. Yeah. I remember that first, and I had a little bit of exposure before that, but like the first sales call I made at Saks, I had to close the door. My heart was beating through the roof. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. I had to make sure nobody's around that could hear me. And like, I was just yeah. calling a guy that was interested in cars saying, Hey, we've got the car. Do you want to come look at it? You know, but just scared through the, I mean, like you wouldn't believe, right? Yeah. Now the thought of picking up anybody and calling anybody is like 0% scary. Right. Yeah. Uh, but I think it, I think it affects you outside of like phone calls or conversations, whatever, how do you, how you interact with the world and interface with the world? I think that makes a huge, huge impact and, and being in sales, I think is what does that. Yep. I think, yeah. Um, so you like that though. You like the fact you think it's made you a more confident person and you've oh, yeah. learned a lot from it. Yep. I'll talk to anybody now and, and you know, it's, uh, like I said, the biggest, the best thing about it to me is met a lot of friends. I mean, there's people that I didn't know and now we talk on a very regular basis because of because of you know i sold them a vehicle or 17 now yeah uh it is funny when we come back to town we come here as much, i mean we loved it out here really miss it right i mean we love the up right yeah. but there's as much as we can we come out here this way spend time in medora whatever else uh when i'm here i'll like I'll, almost every time i go anywhere i'm like oh i met that person at sax oh i met that per that person at sax so you really yeah. got to meet a lot of people within the community right yeah. uh but even still again just putting yourself in those situations where your heart's beating through the roof. You're closing the door saying, what are we doing here? Uh, or yeah, just whatever. I just think you learn so much uh, that oh, yeah. I think it's an underappreciated skill and an underappreciated, uh, career. I think sometimes Come out of your shell. Absolutely. Yeah. Where there's a lot of people that would, uh, I've heard this said before, like if you just, whatever you do when you're young, you should go and sell for six months. doesn't matter if you're going to do that forever. Just go and sell something for six months. Yeah. Your communication abilities and your, your confidence just go so much higher. I think your patience gets better too, as far as, you know, if you go somewhere and you're having a, a bad experience at a, at another business, I think you give a little more of a break, you yeah. know, you're not carrying too hard, you right. know, as far as that goes, um, you know, it takes a lot for me to get, frustrated at, a, at another place of business because you never know what they're going through that day and and, sure. and you know there's some days where you know you come in you're not 100 not on your game you know mm -hmm. so give people a chance yeah my wife will get angry at me i go the hard reverses like i'll tell people like hey no rush get to it when you get to it yep and uh, she'll be like don't tell them that because then you go to the back of the line and i've had that happen right you just go to the back of the line and keep getting pushed off and pushed yep. off nice guy finish last kind of thing yeah right <laughs> but i do as like i'm like hey i don't need this right now take your time whatever you got to do or whatever it might be right yep. um so i i think i even lean too hard the other direction but it's uh yeah i think that is true working in that industry right working anything where you work with the public interfacing with the public you realize how much uh 
is behind the scenes that you may not see that it's like, man, they'll, they're doing the best they can. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah. How was that transition to sales manager, Ben? It's been good. Yeah. Uh, I really enjoy it. Uh, COVID was a, was a tough one yeah. in every aspect of the world you know, as far as just the stress levels, everybody, even you can see it in people. Yeah. Right? L- less patience in, in people these days. Uh, it's, it's good. I, I enjoy a lot of it. There's some parts that I don't love, but mm-hmm. that's the manager side of things, but, uh, sure. It's going pretty well. Another new challenge, right? Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. Keep fighting. It's more of a grind now than before, you know, selling is a grind. Obviously just you work, work, work all month, get into that number, number, number. And then you start at the beginning of the month back at zero. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, the sales manager position is just a grind every single day. Yeah. Yeah. And again, you can't even know that. Like I hear you saying that, but you can't know that till you're in it. Right. Yeah. I didn't think it was near the amount of, uh, <laughs> amount of stuff until I got into it. And it's just a lot, especially now uh, with the lack of inventory and, and, uh, like I said, the, the lack of patience that people have acquired from, yeah. from COVID. And I just think it's really gotten to people as far yeah. as, uh, as far as their patience is gone. Yeah. Is that alleviating, alleviating at all? Like, are we getting out of that? Have you Somewhat, seen that? Uh, no, I think a lot of people are just anger people now, mm-hmm. in my personal opinion, just, but not everybody. I think there's still awesome people in the world. I think just, uh, yeah. some people are just l- less patience. For sure. I think it made a lot of people anxious potentially. Yep. Uh, for sure. At real within real estate, there was some pre post COVID calls or interactions where you're like, Whoa, yeah. what is going on here? Yep. Right. Uh, and I think that is that just, that's the testament to their yeah, probably emotional state at that time. Right. Yeah, I think everybody just went through so much and the change and everything, you know, trying to make things work. Like we worked out of locked doors for a month. Yeah. You know, we were selling cars without our doors being open to the public. We would walk paperwork out to the vehicle and, uh, you know, you would, it was a whole different process. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, know, we learned a lot. Uh, we got really really inventive in things you know we really came up with some new tricks to try and anything you could because right. you know you had to stay away from people you had to wear masks you had to wear gloves you had to you know you it was <laughs> you, 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 and you know for me i'm always the guy that's like you know, face to face let's go talk you know right uh, i had a big plastic shield in front of my desk you know uh, it's just stuff like that that you had to overcome and and i think people just slowly just lost patience and and you know the world was if you need something it was there the next day and yeah. you know if you wanted a vehicle we had you want a half ton pickup we had 60 of them right you know, now we have two maybe if they're even available yeah and it's just a whole different world you can't it's not just a on-demand world like it was no. three four years ago right right but i think there's i mean obviously again diving into all the things that people had to go through like like go self-isolate don't do this yep. don't go see your family like the yep. things that sustain people and give them hope and purpose yep. and whatever like they eliminated all that you yep. know what i mean see ya. <laughs> yeah so then you're now you're dealing with that where for sure if you're on the edge of being frustrated or anything now yep. that just takes that to the next level yeah right? but it feels like we're coming out the other side of that like i don't know it yeah, seems I like i think we're getting there yeah I mean, people aren't hiding anymore yeah, if that makes sense. But I mean, on a, I'm saying on like an emotional stability level, it feels like maybe people are getting a, across the board on a general level, yeah. maybe more I'd calm it's or something. Better people are starting to even realize now, like they didn't really get why things weren't available before. Yeah, and now they're kind of everybody. Everything's like that now, so they're kind of used to that. So yeah. patience has gotten a lot better as far as that that's gone. Yeah, waiting for stuff. You yeah. Know? 
Yeah. Huh. Imagine if you would have done that. Hey, well, I'm saying a, a different career paths of oil field versus working yeah. at Saks. Again, not that one is better than the other, yeah. but it's just such a different world. Absolutely. It was, would have been a way different world yeah. as far as making it to my kids' games and all that stuff even. You know? Right. Right. Yeah. Hmm. So uh, I got one more question unless yep. you've got anything else. Go ahead. Uh, I'm just not even necessarily a question, but just like, yeah, what has pool meant for you? But could you imagine a life without it? I guess that's where I'm at. What, what would it your would, life look like without it? Would you, could you find something to replace yeah. it with? It would be tough. Um, I don't like a lot of the other things that much, so it would definitely be tough. I love it. Yeah. You know, I just I want to play all the time, and um, it's just nice to go down the basement and hit some balls when whenever you want, you know. Um, you know, if it's talking about darts, I like throwing darts. I wouldn't – I don't love it. Yeah. You know, bowling, don't love it. Um, you know, any of that stuff. Yeah. Just, you know, that is one of those things that I really enjoy. Right. Is it something, too, where with age you become more confident in – to do just what you like to do. Like when I was younger, I would do things that were fun, but I didn't love them. Like I'd just do yeah. them because that's what the group is doing or whatever. Eventually yeah. get to the point where I'm like, I'm just going to do what I want to do. Yeah. Well, you know, for me, it's, it's, uh, you know, you don't have a lot of time outside of family and work. So if you get time, do what you love. Yeah. You know, and I've kind of, kind of embraced that as far as the pool world and golf. And, you know, I don't get a chance to do it much. So when I do do it, I, uh, I go out and just have a blast. Um, kind of, you know, I, like I said, I, I don't look to get on the best possible pool team I can be on. Mm -hmm. I'm on a team I'm having fun with and we can still compete. Right. You know, yeah. More about fun. What would that look like though? I told you one last question, but I, I'm, I'm just curious about that. Cause I almost want to challenge you to say, uh, like you want to do the national tournament, like do it next year and do it every year. Right. Like yeah. make that a part of your, like, I think that again, just bring, I, th I think there's, an awesome element of just ramping it up and ramping it up and, and going there. But again, you could take it too far, right? So just yeah. try to find that balance. But I kind of want to challenge you to do that just because I'm curious what that would look like for you. Uh, but also what would, yeah, what would all in look like? Like, could you make a push for like a, uh, and would you even want to make a push for like a competitive career within pool? Oh, I, the money's, the money's not great in pool. Okay. Um, so that'd be the tough part. Okay. Um, and I'm pretty far away from being, that good sure you know um i'd have to really really start playing i mean these you know the pros play eight hours a day yeah um, you know me i play you know with my kids a lot of times at mm -hmm. night you know um when i you know i don't practice near as much as they do sure so it's almost not even in the realm it's not no, even a... not to be that good okay. i mean i could get to that next level you know six to seven hundred farther not 700 probably but yeah six to 650 sure you know if i really started playing and played some more tournaments okay but yeah what would that yeah i'm just curious what that would look like if you did do the national tournament every year i guess it's just another step above what the state tournament yeah. is for you yeah um and they they division you you okay. Know, you get divisioned by your by your Fargo rate. Everybody has their Fargo rate, and they put you in the place you should be at. You know, sure. so it's still competitive, and um, you know you're beating, you're playing against people around your ability. Mm -hmm. Yeah, crazy. Okay. Uh, do you have any? Well, I guess it's. I was going to ask you too. Do you have any like top two tips for a new to average to below average pool player of the things that most people do wrong? Um, yeah, don't get too creative. Okay. Uh, you know, just make the ball. Yeah. That's a big thing. You make the first ball and then, you know, just try and give yourself a look. Don't try and get perfect. Yeah. You know, if you try and get perfect, that's when you, you start 
getting out of shape sure uh, if you know instead of trying to go three rails try a stop shot and make a little bit harder shot your next time rather than completely hooking yourself on the next ball yeah but that's the big thing is make the make that first shot because if you don't make that shot you are not not going to get another turn right right until the next guy misses if they do yeah right hmm. okay i like it anything else anything we didn't cover anything we should have covered mm, i think we're pretty good um I mean, if we were talking about COVID, yeah, uh, when COVID, you know, pool kind of was a little bit of a different world at that time. Oh yeah. So we actually, uh, um, I played some online tournaments. Okay. And that was that was interesting. Huh. Uh, played, uh, you know, Facebook Live. You video yourself against another guy and play for points, and and uh, you'd move on to the next bracket. It's bracketed, and you'd right. you'd be Venmoing money, you huh. know, to the to the lady run the tournament, and and that uh, was pretty neat. Yeah, played scotch doubles even in my basement with a buddy of mine. How do you do that? Like you're, because you yeah yeah. How, how so, does that work? So you would do uh, ten games of eight ball. Okay. Uh, there actually I played eight ball, nine ball, ten ball, and a scotch doubles tournament. Okay. I played. But the eight ball you would play ten games. You know you break, the, you know just like normal eight ball. Right. You you break you get ball in hand so ball anywhere on the table, on your first shot. Okay. And you shoot until you miss. If you miss, that's how many balls you get. Okay. If, you know, so if, however many you made. Right. So if you made three, you missed, you got three points that game. You play 10 games and add your total. I got gotcha. you. The eight balls were 10. So sure. if you break, run it out to the eight ball, you get 10. Okay. Um, so that was pretty fun. Hmm. Um, we, uh, I took second in the eight ball. Yeah, I took second in the eight ball, third in the 10 ball, or they called it actually bowling, um, bulliards. Hmm. Uh, which was kind of kind of played like bowling. You had two ball in hands, you know, unless you ran it out, it's a strike. Okay. Kind of thing. But uh, and then we played a scotch doubles. We took second in that. Huh. Um, me and Brandon Messer, good plays on my team now, good buddy. Yeah, and this is a statewide deal that you were doing these. This was uh, yeah, it's a NDTA North Dakota Tournament Association. There was you know a lot of the people that play throughout the state that played in, in it. Okay, it's pretty neat. So Otherwise, watch them play here, Facebook Live. Yeah, crazy. Otherwise, for a year or two, that was no. Uh, no tournaments or limited tournaments and stuff like that? Or what? Yeah, there wasn't any tournaments for that. Uh, well, it happened, really went into effect right after state team. Okay. And then the next year, how did that work? I feel like we still had state. It was just really, you know, ramped down. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, crazy. Fun to hear about. Like I said, it's uh, just to hear about your world and what gets you into it and what's yeah. what, why you're excited and get like you said, you take it to a whole nerdy level. So it's fun to fun to yeah, hear about. Absolutely, thanks for having me. It's been fun. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Jared. Came out of my shell and didn't expect to do this. Yeah, it's good. Hey guys, thank you for listening today. I hope you enjoyed it. If you have and you feel so inclined, share this podcast with your friends. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen and give us some feedback with a review. Until next time, thank you.